This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. All right, so hi, it's Annie Grace. I am coming with a reader's question. The question is, how do I deal with the fear of being exposed as an alcoholic and the need to remain private or anonymous? I feel that not being open will halt my ability to find freedom while hiding in the need to be private. So I think one of the most important things that you could actually do in this question is to, first of all, I think there's there's two two things. Number one is I think you can honor the desire to be private. I think that the belief that being private is going to halt something and some level of healing for you is a really interesting one. And it's one worth digging into, but it is a belief. It's your belief. You've made it up. You know, it's, it's not true necessarily, but if it's true for you, because you believe it, then it's going to have ramifications. Okay. So what we believe creates how we feel, creates what we do. And so if you believe that you know, you being private and you honoring your need for privacy is going to halt your experience or how quickly you're going to find freedom, then that's really looking worth looking at that belief specifically. Why is it that you believe being private is going to halt your experience? And maybe you can dig into other things like, okay, well, I believe that I need other people to hold me accountable. And if that's true, I think that there's lots of different ways that you can do that while still remain private. You know, one of the things that you can do is just create a Facebook account or, uh, you know, we have a great community at thisnakedmindcommunity.com that's off Facebook completely, where you can just sign up under, you know, a new email address and a new name and really engage with people and get accountability, get support, get peer support. So I don't think sometimes we have these beliefs and these beliefs are the things that are actually trying to keep us from changing and they're not really trying true. So I don't think that there's any harm to remaining completely private. And I think there's lots of super creative ways you can do that from creating a different Facebook account, from um, just keeping things, you know, in the privacy of your own home. If you do any of this Naked Mind programs, like the Alcohol Experiment, which is always free at alcoholexperiment.com, all the time, those things are just an email address. So just get a new email account, log in there. And lots of people create really fun pseudonyms for themselves, like working on my wine habit or whatever, just something fun. And that makes you smile when you log in. And then it's completely private and completely anonymous and you get all the support and accountability you need. So I'd, I'd look at that belief for, for yourself. The second thing that I would really look into is um, why you feel like you need to be called an alcoholic. And I think in your question, you say, how do I deal with the fear of being exposed as an alcoholic? Why do you think you're an alcoholic? And does that word empower you to feel good to make the change you need or does it disempower you? And for some people, that answer is totally different. For some people, they're totally empowered by the word alcoholic because they say, knowing that I'm an alcoholic means that I know that I can never drink again in safety. That is super good for me. That empowers me. For other people, the idea of having to be called an alcoholic is terrifying and actually keeps them from leaning into change because they're so afraid of the label. And so examine how that makes you feel. Again, that's just a belief that you have, that you're an alcoholic. In fact, it's not medically or scientifically true. Um, if you want some like real scientific uh, identification of your drinking habits, you can go to 
Just Google alcohol use disorder, the 11 criteria questions, and go through those 11 questions, and you will get a response if you have mild, immediate, uh, mild, moderate, or severe alcohol use disorder. And then based on that, you can say, okay, this is where I'm at, and this is the honest reality of it. But the truth is, according to those 11 questions, most people who drink have alcohol use disorder, at least mild alcohol use disorder. Um, that's because two of the questions, one of them, if I recall correctly, is do I need to drink more now than I used to in order to get the same effect? And almost everybody who drinks develops a tolerance. So that is true. And yes, for almost everybody. And the other question is, have I ever had a time where I've drank and then regretted it? And again, that is true for almost every drinker I know. There's always been a time where you regret the hangover or you say, I'm never drinking again, that was awful. Or, you know, you regret drinking one too many. Again, that's true for almost every drinker I know. So all you need is two questions to be positive to have alcohol use disorder. And if you realize that the majority of drinkers, probably according to this criterion, have alcohol use disorder, wow, maybe that lifts this burden of shame and guilt because there's some, when we want to hide there is shame. Like that is what shame is. Shame is the desire to hide because we feel like there's something wrong with us and we feel like we need to be cut off. Otherwise we will not be loved. Now there might be really legitimate reasons why you feel like you can't be honest about your drinking. There are some careers where if you're honest about your drinking, your career is over. So there could be some really legitimate reasons, but I would just question, especially how you frame the question, how do I deal with the fear of being exposed as an alcoholic? In that question, you've already decided you're an alcoholic. I would just challenge you to say, does that decision of taking on that label, does it actually empower you? And I would do that by filtering that belief, I am an alcoholic, through two primary questions. How does that make you feel when you say I'm an alcoholic? And write down all your feelings, and how does it make you behave? And if you change that to, you know, I right now at this moment in time, and I love my friend Stacy Martino, she always says, the truth is only the truth in this moment, because guess what? With alcohol use disorder, the actual medical scientific diagnostic tool for alcohol addiction or alcohol use, it is only true in this moment. You could answer that question, like at one point in time when I would have taken that, that uh, 11 question sort of test, I would have had maybe severe alcohol use disorder at another point in time, you know, based on what was happening in my life, I maybe would have had moderate alcohol use disorder right now. Guess what? <laughs> I don't have any alcohol use disorder. I am not an alcohol use disorder. It is not an identity. It's something that I struggled with at a point in time that is now gone and has been gone for years, as opposed to taking on a I am an alcoholic. Even if I'm sober, I'm an alcoholic. Even if I no longer drink, I'm going to identify with the problem. So I challenge you to find your own belief there. Maybe you say, I'm an alcoholic, and you run that through, how does it make me feel? How does it make me behave? And you say, you know what? It makes me feel like I need to do something about this now. I've never felt this sense of urgency without that title. And, and that makes me behave like I'm going to do anything I can to be sober. If that's true for you, then retain the label. But I would just challenge you to find out if those things, there was a lot of things or two main things in your question that you've just taken as true. You've taken as true that you are an alcoholic and you've taken as true that not being open about that will halt your ability to find freedom. And both of those things I think should be radically challenged because the, the issue might not actually be the specific need to remain private as much as it's your beliefs about being an alcoholic and remaining private. I hope that this is making sense. 
Very tactically, remaining private, again, it's not complicated. Create a new email address. If you're on Yahoo, go to Google. If you're on Google, go to Hotmail, whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Create a new email address. Join, um, uh, join our free challenge at alcoholexperiment.com. Create a name that is very fun for you, that makes sense for you, that makes you feel good, and you are anonymous. Um, you can also do that in Facebook groups if you want to, or if you are reading This Naked Mind, there is a free community at uh, thisnakedmindcommunity.com. So there's very practical ways to be private and anonymous, which I think are great and empowering, but the most important thing I think is to challenge some of your beliefs there, because I think you will find even more freedom by challenging those beliefs. Did you miss this Naked Mind Live? And do you maybe have a little bit of FOMO? But don't worry, I've got you covered. In fact, I had the entire event professionally recorded and it's available digitally. Transformation in your living room. Yep, that is what it's all about. You can grab your digital ticket at thisnakedmind.com forward slash digital ticket. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.